money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk money. Ash cash show. 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 Ash cash show. Ash cash show. Welcome, welcome to the Ash Cash Show every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, make sure you go to AshCashShow.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, go to AshCashTV.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, 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 baby, I got your money. Um, hey, yo, it's time to stay focused, y'all. It's time It's time to stay focused. Um I gave I gave y'all you know I gave y'all like a like like a like an update you know what I'm saying yesterday I was like listen it's time it's time for you to stay focused uh, it's time for you to not get distracted um, there's a there, I'm telling you that this this is the season of up and down to be 100 percent honest with you right this is the season of up and down this is the season where um, you know th- there's gonna be some ups you know what I'm saying it's gonna be some some downs um your emotions are gonna play with you your you know you're, you're gonna feel focused on one end like yo i gotta i gotta get focused i gotta do what i gotta do you know you know what i'm saying then then there's gonna be another um another thing that says yo it's time to relax you know what i'm saying like there's gonna be so much um ups and downs just to say that right it's just gonna be so much ups and downs and so i need i need you to stay focused you know what I'm saying? I need you to stay focused. I need you to normalize normalize greatness. Um, I need you to not uh, not compare, right? Um, I need you to not compare what you're doing to what anybody else is doing. Even if, look, I'm a yo. If I dare to say this, even if you say yo for the next forty days, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go on. I'm not even gonna be on on, on social media. Yo, for the next 40 days, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm only gonna I'm only gonna log in from 8 a.m. Uh, to 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time to watch the Ash Cash Show, and then I'm shutting everything off, right? Um, because at the end of the day, um, e- even if you don't want to, there, there's gonna be this this sort of like this need, you know what I'm saying, for for comparison, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I'm gonna start this right here. Let's look, I'm gonna start this for the next 39 days. This is what I want you to do. I need, I need you, I need you to, I need you to have uh, some self-discipline. You know what I'm saying? I need you to have some self-discipline. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we're gonna start right here. MindRightRadio.com. We're gonna start right here. Elevation on another level. MindRightRadio.com. Self-discipline is. The definition of self-love. 99% of people are not willing to do what it takes to make their dreams come true. The Marines have a saying, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. The center of bringing any dream into fruition is self-discipline. You know, something as simple as food and eating is not about 
your, your body as much as it is about your mind. It's giving command of your mind to be able to choose self-discipline in your own best interest. Hey, yo, choose things that are in your best, your own best interest, right? Only choose things that are in your own best interest, right? So self-discipline means that, yo, do not, do not self-sabotage. Every day we are choosing that's not in our own best interest. So if the world is attacking you and the world wants to fight you and the world's trying to hold you down, so you're going to kick yourself in the balls, then you're going to stop yourself from getting what you dream. And I think the word discipline has kind of gotten a, a bad name. We think about it in terms of punishment. I'm not, I'm not talking about discipline in that way. I'm talking about discipline in the sense that you, you forego immediate pleasure for the exchange of long-term self-respect. I believe that self-discipline is the definition of self-love. That when you say that you love yourself, that means that you have behavior towards yourself that is loving. Self-discipline is the center of all material success. You cannot win the war against the world if you can't win the war against your own mind. Self-love is you say to yourself, hey man, look, I know you want to eat that pizza and it'll be really good, you know, but I can't let you eat that, man, because if, if you eat that pizza, you don't feel like you know, and I, I just, I love you too much to let you eat that. Self-love is, hey, look, I know you got a, a, a test on Monday, you know, and I know you really want to go out with your friends and Saturday night you want to go Why out. Trust, right? If you love. fail that test, you're not going to feel good about yourself. You know, I just, I love you too much to let you go out tonight. Self-discipline is self-love. If you want to be happy, you have to love yourself, which means you have to discipline your behavior. Hold on. The road to sustain is through disciplining your behavior. Exclusive. We need to base our self-esteem on what other people think. And that's not really self-esteem. Self-esteem is supposed to be how we feel about ourselves. And I was just saying how dangerous it is to allow other people to determine how you're going to feel about you. And it's kind of like looking into a broken mirror. You're going to look in a broken mirror and then change your face to try to look good in this defiled, busted broken mirror and it's it just other people's opinions is a really way to determine how we feel about ourselves it don't matter whose fault it is that something is broken if it's your responsibility to fix it for example this is not somebody's fault if their father was an abusive alcoholic but it's for damn sure their responsibility to figure out how they're going to deal with those traumas and try to make a life out of it. It's not your fault if your partner cheated and ruined your marriage, but it is for damn sure your responsibility to figure out how to take that pain 
and how to overcome that and build a happy life for yourself. Fault and responsibility do not go together. It sucks, but they don't. When something is somebody's fault, we want them to suffer. We want them punished. We want them to, to pay. We want it to be their responsibility to fix it, but that's, that's not how it works, especially when it's your heart. Your heart, your life, your happiness is your responsibility and your responsibility alone. As long as we're pointing the finger and, and, and stuck in whose fault something is, we're jammed and trapped into victim mode. When you're in victim mode, you're stuck in suffering. The road to power is in taking responsibility. Your heart, your life, your happiness, your responsibility, and your responsibility alone. You can make a person smile, you can make a person feel good, you can make a person laugh, but whether or not a person is happy is deeply and totally and utterly out of your control. The prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. They feed your flame. Look at your last five text messages. Are those people feeding your flames or dousing your fire? Put your phone down for just a second and look around. Look to the people around you. Are those people throwing logs on your fire or are they pissing on it? Self-discipline is the definition of self-love. Yeah, I need you, I need you to have self-discipline is very clear to me and it also redefines who i want to be in that i know for a fact that i'm stronger than i thought i was you know you can't help but ask yourself the question what would i do if i was in muhammad ali's shoes self-discipline is the definition of self-love. I'm, I'm motivated by fear. I hate being scared to do something. And I think what developed uh, in, my, in my early days was the, the attitude that I started attacking things that I was scared of. Why were you scared in your bed the night before? Why did you, what do you need that fear for? Just don't go. Why are you scared in your bed 16 hours before you jump? Why are you scared in the car? Why could you not enjoy breakfast? Fear is, fear of what? You're nowhere even near the airplane. What are you Every afraid of? Up to the stepping out, there's actually no reason to be scared. It only just yep. ruins your day. You're, you don't have to jump. And then in that moment, all of a sudden, where you should be terrified is the most yep, experience of your life. And God placed the best things in life on the other side of terror. Yo, listen. Mind Right Radio. Inspiration and motivation 25-8. That's all the time. The More than humanly possible. Elevation on another level. So here, here's what I need y'all to understand, right? I need you to understand that when you talk about self-discipline, when you talk about self-love, it's all in the same. I need you to stay focused. I need you to focus up, right? I need you to stay focused for the, for you got 39 days left, right? Of, tw of 2021, 
So I want you to max out these next 39 days, but I also need you to be focused on 2022, right? In God's will, I need you to focus on that, right? But but there's going to be a lot of things that may come in your way, right? There might be a lot of things that come in your way that might distract you. But here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is that at this moment right now, as you hear the sound of my voice, you got two choices. You either become self-disciplined or you got regret. Self-discipline or regret. If you don't start to discipline yourself at this very moment, if you don't start to discipline yourself at this very moment, the only other option you have is regret. Regret for what you could have had, regret for the life you could have been living, regret for all of the, the bliss and the peace and all of that stuff that comes with being obedient. Because you, you have a choice, you have free will. You have a choice to choose whatever life you want to choose. You have a choice to choose to do anything that you want to do. There's nobody stopping you, right? There's nobody stopping you from being mediocre. There's nobody stopping you from being great, right? Because greatness is actually who you are. And so it actually takes uh, effort for you to be, you know, to be other than what you are, which is greatness. Playing small takes effort. You have to consciously play small. You have to consciously tell yourself you can't. You have to consciously tell yourself, well, well, you know, give yourself limitations. Playing small is, is all in your head. You do that. You, you stop the blessings from flowing. And so when you make a conscious decision to play small, when you make a conscious decision to look at what everybody else is doing and compare yourself to what everybody else is doing, when you make a conscious decision to feel depressed or feel bad because it looks like somebody's getting their blessing before you, like that is a conscious decision that you have that you have chosen. Because you, you ran away from self-discipline. You ran away from self-discipline because self-discipline is going to allow you to only do the things that make you feel good. Self-discipline are going to do are going to allow you to only focus on the things that will get you to the space that you need to get to. Self-discipline is not going to allow you, right, to get distracted by temporary pleasure, right? We get distracted by temporary pleasure. Oh, this food that I'm eating that's going to make me feel down, it's going to make me look bigger, whatever. That's temporary, right? Going out and hanging out is temporary. Being around people that you're not supposed to be around is temporary. All these temporary things that you're focusing on, right, is not going to get you where you need to go. So you have two choices, self-discipline or regret. Of all the subjects we've covered so far and are about to cover, none is more important than covering the disciplines for success. What's at the core of achieving the good life? The major key to the good life. The major key is not in learning how to set goals. It is not in learning how to better manage your time. It is not in mastering the attributes of leadership. Every day in a thousand different ways, we are trying to improve ourselves by learning how to do things. We spend a lifetime gathering knowledge in classrooms, in textbooks, in experiences. 
Now, if knowledge is power, if knowledge is the forerunner to success, then why do we fall short of our objectives? Why, in spite of all our knowledge and in spite of our collective experiences, do we find ourselves aimlessly wandering, settling for a life of existence rather than a life of substance? There may be many answers to this question. Your answers may be different than your associates or your spouses or your friends. While there may be many answers to this question, the fundamental answer is the absence of discipline. Applying all that we know. That's the key word, discipline, self-discipline. We might add one more word here, consistent. Consistent self-discipline. It doesn't really matter how smart you are or how much you know if you don't use it. It doesn't really matter that you graduated magna cum laude if you're stuck in a low-paying job. It doesn't really matter if you attended every seminar that comes to town if you don't apply what you've learned. Better than knowledge is applied knowledge. And once we've applied our knowledge, we must study the results of that process. Apply our knowledge, study the results. Refine our approach. Finally, by trying and observing and refining and trying again, our knowledge will inevitably produce worthy results, admirable results. And with the joy and results of our efforts, we continue to apply, to learn, to observe, to fuel our ambition with the positive reinforcement of continued progress. Pretty soon, we'll find that we're swept into a spiral of achievement, a vertical rise to success. And the ecstasy of that total experience makes for a life of triumph over tragedy, dullness, and mediocrity. But for this whole process to work for us, we must first master the art of discipline, self-discipline. Consistent self-discipline. It takes consistent self-discipline to master the art of setting goals, to master the art of time management, to master the art of leadership, to master the art of parenting and relationship. If we don't make consistent self-discipline part of our daily lives, the results we seek will be sporadic and elusive. It takes a consistent effort to truly manage our valuable time, or we'll be consistently frustrated. Our time will be eaten up by others whose demands are stronger than our own. It takes discipline to conquer the nagging voices in our minds, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of poverty, the fear of a broken heart. It takes discipline to keep trying when that nagging voice within us brings up the possibility of failure. It takes discipline to admit our errors and recognize our limitations. The voice of the human ego speaks to all of us. Sometimes the voice of ego says that we should magnify our value beyond our results. It leads us to exaggerate, to not be totally honest. It takes discipline to be totally honest, both with ourselves and with others. Be certain of one thing. Every exaggeration of the truth, once detected by others, destroys our credibility and makes all that we say and do suspect. As soon as a business colleague figures out that we tend to exaggerate, guess what? They'll always think we exaggerate, and they'll never quite hold us in the same regard again. The tendency to exaggerate, distort, or even withhold the truth is an inherent part of all of us. And only an all-out disciplined assault can overcome this tendency. It takes discipline to change a habit, 
because habits are formed a little bit each day, every day, every day. Once habits are formed, they act like a giant cable. They act like a nearly unbreakable instinct that only long-term disciplined activity can change. We must unweave every strand of the cable of habits slowly and methodically until the cable that once held us in bondage becomes nothing more than scattered strands of wire. It takes the consistent application of a new discipline, a more desirable one to overcome one which is less desirable. It takes discipline to plan. It takes discipline to execute our plan. It takes discipline to look with full objectivity at the results of our applied plan. And it takes discipline to change either our plan or our method of executing that plan if the results are poor. It takes discipline to be firm when the world throws opinions at our feet. It takes discipline to ponder the value of someone else's opinion when our pride and our arrogance leads us to believe that we are the only ones with the answer. Discipline is a constant human awareness of the need for action and a conscious act by us to implement that action. Discipline is an awareness of the constant need for action and a conscious act to implement that action. If our awareness and our implementations occur at the same time, then we begin a valued sequence of disciplined activity. Now here's the other side of discipline. If there's considerable time that passes between the moment of awareness and the time of our implementation, then that is called procrastination. procrastination. Doing it tomorrow instead of today. Procrastination, an almost exact opposite of discipline. The voice within us says, get it done. Get it done. Discipline then says, do it now. Do it now. Do it to the best of your ability. Do it ability. now, to today, the best of your abilities. Tomorrow and yep. always. Until finally, the worthy deed becomes instinctive. Yep. Procrastination says later, tomorrow, whenever I get a chance. Procrastination also says, do what is necessary to get by or to impress others. Do what you can, but not what you must. In every circumstance we face, we are constantly presented with these two choices. Do it now or do it later. Discipline and procrastination. A choice between a disciplined existence bearing the fruit of achievement and contentment or procrastination. The easy life for which the future will bear no fruit, only the bare branches of mediocrity. The rewards of a disciplined life are great, but they're often delayed until some time in the future. The rewards for the lack of discipline are immediate, but they are minor in comparison to the immeasurable rewards of consistent self-discipline. An immediate reward for lack of discipline is a fun day at the beach. A future reward of discipline is owning the it's beach. Owning the beach. For most, we choose today's pleasure rather than tomorrow's fortune. So how can you get rid of the easy distractions? How can you keep your mind on what you're trying to do? How can you keep an attitude of doing it all and doing it now? How can you make the choice of discipline over procrastination? How can you stay focused on your ambitions? How can you avoid conversations at the water cooler? You can keep your focus on your work. You can get it done today instead of tomorrow. You've got to really work on your consistent self-discipline on a daily basis, or you'll find yourself distracted. Distracted by negative thoughts, distracted by negative people, 
distracted by water cooler chatter. And pretty soon, depending on the type of people you've associated with, distracted by your doubts within yourself, never underestimate the power of influence and associations. And never underestimate the power of your own consistent self-discipline. Now let's take a closer look at discipline. True discipline is not the easiest option. Most people would rather sleep until 10 o'clock than get up at 6. It's easier to go to bed late, sleep late, show up late, leave early. It's easier not to read. It's easier to turn on the television than to open a book. It's easier to do just enough than to do it all. Waiting is always easier than acting. Trying is always easier than doing. Imagine what life would be like if we didn't have to make our bed in the morning or keep our garage clean or pay our taxes or show up for work tomorrow. Wouldn't it be fascinating if we didn't have to do these things? Wouldn't it be fascinating? What do you suppose would become of us? You're right. Not much. Or whatever the reason. The system we live in and contribute to is designed to make the easiest things in life the most unprofitable. Profitable seems to be the most difficult. Our world is and always will be a constant battle between the life of ease and its momentary rewards and a life of discipline and its far more significant rewards. Each has its own price, the price of discipline or the price of regret. We will pay one or the other. What we wish we had done is the voice of regret, speaking in a sorrowful tone at a time when there is no going back. This is regret. No second chance. No, what would I do differently? Choose one or the other, but both will have their price. The price of discipline what or a the price, price of regret. regret. One costs pennies, the other a fortune. The price of discipline. said, there are hundreds of young men who would die for the truth, but very few who would spend five years studying to know what the truth is. You are now listening to MindRightRadio.com, the only place to get inspiration and motivation all day, every day. Hey, yo, the price of discipline or the price of regret? The price of discipline or the price of regret? Um, that, that, that's, that's what you got. You got the price of discipline or the price of regret. If you want to, right. If you want to, to play around and act like, right. If you want to play around and act like, you know what? We'll lie. We'll lie for the people in the back. Yo, bring that back. Hip hop motivation on another level. Mind right radio. Elevate your mind. One more time for the people in the back. One more people. One more time for the people in the back. For success. What's at the core of achieving the good life? The major key to the good life. The major key is not in learning how to set goals. It is not in learning how to better manage your time. It is not in mastering the attributes of leadership. Every day in a thousand different ways, we are trying to improve ourselves by learning how to do things. We spend a lifetime gathering knowledge in classrooms, in textbooks, in experiences. 
Now, if knowledge is power, if knowledge is the forerunner to success, then why do we fall short of our objectives? Why, in spite of all our knowledge and in spite of our collective experiences, do we find ourselves aimlessly wandering, settling for a life of existence rather than a life of substance? There may be many answers to this question. Your answers may be different than your associates or your spouses or your friends. While there may be many answers to this question, the fundamental answer is the absence of discipline, applying all that we know. That's the key word, discipline, self-discipline. We might add one more word here, consistent, consistent self-discipline. It doesn't really matter how smart you are or how much you know if you don't use it. It doesn't really matter that you graduated magna cum laude if you're stuck in a low paying job. It doesn't really matter if you attended every seminar that comes to town if you don't apply what you've learned. Better than knowledge is applied knowledge. And once we've applied our knowledge, we must study the results of that process. Apply our knowledge, study the results, refine our approach. Finally, by trying and observing and refining and trying again, our knowledge will inevitably produce worthy results, admirable results. And with the joy and results of our efforts, we continue to apply, to learn, to observe, to fuel our ambition with the positive reinforcement of continued progress. Pretty soon, we'll find that we're swept into a spiral of achievement, a vertical rise to Wiz, what up? The and the ecstasy the of that total experience Wiz, makes for a life of triumph you know over tragedy, you know. dullness, and mediocrity. But for this whole process to work for us, we must first master the art of discipline, self-discipline. Self-discipline, y'all. Consistent self-discipline. It takes consistent self-discipline to master the art of setting goals, to master the art of time management, to master the art of leadership, to master the art of parenting and relationship. If we don't make consistent self-discipline part of our daily lives, the results we seek will be sporadic and elusive. It takes a consistent effort to truly manage our valuable time, or we'll be consistently frustrated. Our time will be eaten up by others whose demands are stronger than our own. It takes discipline to conquer the nagging voices in our minds, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of poverty, the fear of a broken heart. It takes discipline to keep trying when that nagging voice within us brings up the possibility of failure. It takes discipline to admit our errors and recognize our limitations. The voice of the human ego speaks to all of us. Sometimes the voice of ego says that we should magnify our value beyond our results. It leads us to exaggerate, to not be totally honest. It takes discipline to be totally honest, both with ourselves and with others. Be certain of one thing. Every exaggeration of the truth, once detected by others, destroys our credibility and makes all that we say and do suspect. As soon as a business colleague figures out that we tend to exaggerate, guess what? They'll always think we exaggerate and they'll never quite hold us in the same regard again. The tendency to exaggerate, distort, or even withhold the truth is an inherent part of all of us. And only an all-out disciplined assault can overcome this tendency. 
It takes discipline to change a habit because habits are formed a little bit each day, every day, every day. Once habits are formed, they act like a giant cable. They act like a nearly unbreakable instinct that only long-term disciplined activity can change. We must unweave every strand of the cable of habits slowly and methodically until the cable that once held us in bondage becomes nothing more than scattered strands of wire. It takes the consistent application of a new discipline, a more desirable one to overcome one which is less desirable. It takes discipline to plan. It takes discipline to execute our plan. It takes discipline to look with full objectivity at the results of our applied plan. And it takes discipline to change either our plan or our method of executing that plan if the results are poor. It takes discipline to be firm when the world throws opinions at our feet. It takes discipline to ponder the value of someone else's opinion when our pride and our arrogance leads us to believe that we are the only ones with the answers. Discipline is a constant human awareness of the need for action and a conscious act by us to implement that action. Discipline is an awareness of the constant need for action and a conscious act to implement that action. If our awareness and our implementations occur at the same time, then we begin a valued sequence of disciplined activity. Now here's the other side of discipline. If there's considerable time that passes between the moment of awareness and the time of our implementation, then that is called procrastination. Procrastination, y'all. Tomorrow instead of today. Procrastination, an almost exact opposite of discipline. The voice within us says, get it done. Discipline then says, do it now. Do it to the best of your ability, today, tomorrow, and always, until finally, the worthy deed becomes instinct. Procrastination says later, tomorrow, whenever I get a chance. Procrastination also says, do what is necessary to get by or to impress others. Do what you can, but not what you must. In every circumstance we face, we are constantly presented with these two choices. Do it now or do it later. Discipline and procrastination. A choice between a disciplined existence bearing the fruit of achievement and contentment or procrastination. The easy life for which the future will bear no fruit, only the bare branches of mediocrity. The rewards of a disciplined life are great, but they're often delayed until some time in the future. The rewards for the lack of discipline are immediate, but they are minor in comparison to the immeasurable rewards of consistent self-discipline. An immediate reward for lack of discipline is a fun day at the beach. A future reward of discipline is only the, the beach. For most, we choose today's pleasure rather than tomorrow's fortune. So how can you get rid of the easy distractions? How can you keep your mind on what you're trying to do? How can you keep an attitude of doing it all and doing it now? How can you make the choice of discipline over procrastination? How can you stay focused on your ambitions? How can you avoid conversations at the water cooler? You can keep your focus on your work. You can get it done today instead of tomorrow. You've got to really work on your consistent self-discipline on a daily basis, or you'll find yourself distracted, 
Distracted by negative thoughts, distracted by negative people, distracted by water cooler chatter, and pretty soon, depending on the type of people you've associated with, distracted by your doubts within yourself. Never underestimate the power of influence and associations, and never underestimate the power of your own consistent self-discipline. Now let's take a closer look at discipline. True discipline is not the easiest option. Most people would rather sleep until 10 o'clock than get up at 6. It's easier to go to bed late, sleep late, show up late, leave early. It's easier not to read. It's easier to turn on the television than to open a book. It's easier to do just enough than to do it all. Waiting is always easier than acting. Trying is always easier than doing. Imagine what life would be like if we didn't have to make our bed in the morning or keep our garage clean or pay our taxes or show up for work tomorrow. Wouldn't it be fascinating if we didn't have to do these things? Wouldn't it be fascinating? What do you suppose would become of us? You're right, not much. For whatever the reason, the system we live in and contribute to is designed to make the easiest things in life the most unprofitable. Profitable the easiest things are the, the most, most unprofitable. Our world is and always will be a constant battle between the life of ease and its momentary rewards and a life of discipline and its far more significant rewards. Each has its own price, the price of discipline or the price of regret. We will pay one or the other what we wish we had done is the voice of regret speaking in a sorrowful tone at a time when there is no going back this is regret no second chance no what would i do differently choose one or the other but both will have their price the price of discipline or the price of regret one costs pennies the other a fortune Dostoevsky said, there are hundreds of young men who would die for the truth, but very few who would spend five years studying to know what the truth is. You are now listening to MindRightRadio.com, the only place to get inspiration and motivation all day, every day. All right, y'all, listen. So this is what I need y'all, this is what, this is what I need y'all to do. Tig, Tig, what up? It's the legend. Big Tig, my bros in the building. So this is what I need y'all to do, right? I need y'all to. Di- I need you to stay. I need you to stay disciplined, right? I need you to stay disciplined, and the reason why I need you to stay disciplined is because in order for you to be disciplined, that's how you get what you want out of life, right? That's how you get what you want out of life. You do not get what you want out of life if you're not disciplined. And some of us, right, some of us are not disciplined. And because we're not disciplined, we have that regret. We're regretting. We're watching other people and we're regretting what could happen and what we could do, right? And so this is what I'm going to tell you. This is what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you it's time to reset your mind. You know what I'm saying? It's time to reset your mind. 39 days, right? You got 39 days until the end of the year, right? 39 days until the end of the year. Right. And so now I need you to reset your mind. Right. I need you to reset your mind because as you reset your mind, right, as you reset your mind, then you're going to start to love yourself more. You're going to start to understand. Reg, Reg, what up? Right. I need you to reset your mind. 
Yup. So, you know, when you think about resetting your mind, um, we're always committed to moving forward, sometimes prematurely. In order to reset your mind to think abundantly or to live abundantly, you first have to identify where you're currently thinking in scarcity, which we don't like to spend any time there because it's not fun. So, and, and you can't, to me, one of the number one ways to avoid to in a sexy way avoid transformation is to generalize too much like oh my life oh your life is so big what areas of your life are you currently thinking in scarcity oh in my relationships what part of your relationship there's four different types of relationships there's romantic there's family there's colleague and there's community and what areas my finances what kind of finances your income or your outflow your debt management or your wealth building so number one the number one you push past the limiting belief system is that you identify where it's limited and you it's almost like going to the doctor saying doc my left arm really hurts he's not just going to start working on he's going to say where well you know the upper part well where in the upper part well over here between the elbow and the shoulder well where between the like Doctors will ask you so many detailed questions so that they can go exactly to where the pain point is and relieve the pain. Treat your mindset that way as well. So when you're reaching for a more abundant way of thinking, start by saying what frame of thinking, what mindset, what part of my mindset, what belief system must I evict to create space? Let me give you another example. Your hand. Your hand can only hold on to so much right so if your hand is already full of limiting thoughts i'm not good enough uh, i'll never have wealth money is difficult to create i'm always going to be overweight people can't be trusted if your hand is already full with limiting beliefs how can you dare hold on to an abundant way of thinking so first let's dismantle this truth let's dismantle the truth that money is hard to make so in the past i made money hard to make money is abundant there's enough for all of there's us enough money for all of us tool money is just dirty paper it's a team member money is not the end all money gives you access to better memories okay great let's work on that and now let's work on i'll always be broke or whatever the mindset is right and the reality is no if you want to have more money coming in or you want, you want to have more money in your bank account then keep more than you spend. So how can we do that? So you have to be willing to be mildly to moderately to significantly inconvenienced possibly in order to keep more than you spend possibly. Or you want to grow your top line and get more revenue. You want to create, you might lose a little sleep. You might not be able to go out to many parties. You might not be able to spend as much on your clothes, but you want to bring in more than you spend. So financial struggle is not imminent. Now, I'm not saying it's not difficult at times. I've been there, but it's not anyway. It's not your destiny. So notice how I can go and I can dismantle each belief system, even if you don't believe this new truth yet, which I've given you plenty of exercises around adopting a new mindset. You can't visit a new mindset. You got to go to a new mindset. You got to park and you got to constantly revisit that mindset called possibility. 
So when you talk about how do I shift my mindset to abundant thinking, first, evict the negative thinking. Now, that's not an overnight thing. Like, download, it's evicted. Mm -mm. There's no sprinkle fairy dust in this journey. There's no magic potion. There's no magic wand. This is an ongoing, it's like a muscle. It's like your abs. It's like your triceps and your biceps. I've talked about that before. You got to build that muscle. But you first have to identify what muscle do I want to build. I want to build the belief system around financial abundance in my life. Go that laser. I want to build the belief system around love, a healthy love relationship for me. Okay, then go there. Energy grows where energy goes, right? So what do you need to know and learn? Whenever I want to take on a new belief system, first I spend time identifying my current limiting belief system in that area. It's ugly. It's uncomfortable. I unpack it. Then the second thing you do is identify the results that that limiting belief system has brought into your life. Now, that really isn't fun. It's funky. It feels like you're sludging through the mud. You start feeling like an idiot. You feel like a nut. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm brilliant in this area. How can I still be thinking this? Because you're normal. You're human. And humans are full of imperfections. Oh, and we're managing our dysfunction. But that's just, that's just who we are. There's no perfect human, right? So what does it create in your life? What does it cost you? Because I think when you become really clear of the cost, then you become really clear that you don't want to pay that cost again. I think we continue to go in the same circle and end up in the same place, different day, different year, different relationship, you know, different bank account, because we haven't identified what has this behavior, what has this mindset cost me? But when you stop for a moment and go, hmm, here's my limiting belief system, and here's what it's cost me. Okay. What is it costing you? Now we can go to an abundant mindset. Uh -oh. I think people try to run past those first two way too fast and hold on to an abundant mindset. And it doesn't last because they haven't become clear of the toxic limiting mindset and its cost. So they slingshot back to that place that they had started before and end up asking the question, how did I end up here again? Right? We've all said that. I've asked that question a little over a hundred times, right? And so I think those are the first two steps. And then the third thing is to surround yourself in a tribe of people that inspire you to stand on your tippy toes by, by who they are being. And in order for you to stay in their proximity, you need to innately grow who you are in order for you. Now, they don't use it as a doorway or pathway or rites of passage, but in order for you to feel comfortable in their presence, you got a typical natural. They even make you nervous when you're around. I, I have that. I have a circle of friends who I go, <sighs> and I've had that circle of friends, I don't know, 15, 16 years. And I keep going around them and I always feel nauseous and they always make me feel like I want a tippy toe. And, and they've, they've helped to make me a better woman. They didn't design it. They didn't craft it. They didn't know what to do. Just being in their presence. And oh, by the way, I paid to be in their presence. I consistently paid to be in their presence. I don't have any formal business with them. Just being their friends make me nervous because they play so big in the world. They serve so big in the world. They give so big in the world. They, 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 at a cellular level, they are transformation. Like they're the real deal. And so I want to stay in their presence. So I maintain my level of work. And so those are the three things that you do to go from a limiting belief system mindset to a mindset of abundance. That's the beginning. There are a lot of things in between, but those are the big anchors that I have. All right, y'all.
You are now listening to MindRightRadio.com, the only place to get inspiration and motivation all day, every day. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tapping in, tuning in to Ash Cash Show every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend and tell a friend. Y'all already know how we do it. Oh, first and foremost, wait, hold on. Badge love via Cash App. Thank you. Uh, yo, fast out the. Uh, thank you, uh, Alan Harmon, uh, for the badge love. I appreciate you, uh, Natisha. Thank you so much for the badge love. I appreciate you. Salute, 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 salute. All right, y'all know how we end this. Y'all know how we end this. I manage my money wisely. I focus on my goals. My self-worth and net worth are building every day. My self-worth and net worth are building every day. My self-worth and net worth are building every day. My self-worth and net worth are building every day. My self-worth and network are building every day. I appreciate y'all for the badge love. Uh, salute, salute, salute. Jay Everyday, thank you for the badge love. The Don Oliver, thank you for the badge love. Absolute Audacity, thank you for the badge love. Ramaya Trash, appreciate the badge love. It's a low. Thank you for the badge love. Shoe Solutions, thank you for the badge love. Simon Future 2, thank you for the badge love. Stay Fly LA, thank you for the badge love. Tracy Ann uh, Duany, thank you for the badge love. Patrick Watkins, thank you for the badge love. Your address changes, thank you for the badge love. Uh, Maisha Butters, thank you for the badge love. Take 4747, thank you for the badge love. J Monique 3, thank you for the badge love. I am Cassandra Henderson, thank you for the badge love. My guy Carl, thank you for the badge love. My self-worth and net worth are building every day. My self-worth and net worth. My self-worth and net worth are building every day. My self-worth. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tapping in. Hey, yo. My Right Radio. Com. Anybody who want to check out any of the tracks I play is on MindRightRadio.com. Um, this track, we're working on it. We're going to get that out soon. You know what I'm saying? Coming soon. We got the From the Block to the Bank mixtape coming out. Um, so I appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for tapping in, tuning in every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You already know that we out. Hold on, hold on. How we gonna do it? You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show, your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right.